1.58 a.m. by Sharon Yablon. Please note, this play contains adult-themed sexual language and profanity. somebody call you Pam. Oh. <clears throat> so, Sandy, Pam, whatever. Uh, names don't really mean anything. My last girlfriend, Elaine, her name meant waterfall or princess or something. She was a bitch. She was into names. Mick, uh, that's my name, it was only like half a name, she said. It made her uncomfortable. Plus, she saw this past-life psychic who said I was a cousin in another life. That's why she never felt passion for me, she said. 
cousin is okay, though, I think. Do the babies still turn out deformed? Retarded? I, I mean, I mean, special needs, of course. <clears throat> anyway, that was it for us, after she saw that psychic. All my friends have the book of names because they all have kids. So they never call me anymore because I don't. They probably think you'd be bored or something. If you go visit over there. Beth was the only one left. But now she's pregnant too. Eight months. She hates being pregnant. She said she's constipated all the time. And when she eats, something is stealing her food. Well, something is. Last week at our book club, we were talking about Isabel Allende. Who? Oh, yeah. And then Beth stood up in front of the whole book club and said, I want this thing out of me. Her hands were shaking and a little pee came out of her. When the meeting was over, I saw her outside. She was hiding in the vines. I could hear her breathing. I knew she saw me walk by, but she didn't say anything, and neither did I. I started the car, and she was still in the bushes. And I thought, what if I drove away, and she had to take the bus, and got raped, and we never talked about it? People do that, have secrets. We could do all sorts of things together and never talk about them. We could touch each other one night. The universe crackled with possibilities for us. Do I love Beth? We could raise her baby together, maybe move to Big Sur and live in a yurt. Ever seen a premature baby? This girl at work had one, brought it into the office, can you believe it? I mean, who wants to see that? Only the people that love you. It looked like just what it was, a baby with a brain that registers barely a blip. But really what it sounds like to me is you're gonna be jealous of that baby. That it'll take your friend away from you. And you're right, it will want her all the time. And her serenity, it will want her life and give nothing back until later when it's an adult and it can help your friend when she's old, if she's lucky. Uh, I have yet to do anything for my parents. I don't understand. Beth and I have been dating dicks for years. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of dicks in L.A. I thought we'd never snap out of it. I haven't, but I guess she experienced some personal growth. <laughs> Urban legend. We'd meet these hipsters at independent film screenings, and, and they'd have infections and not tell us. Or, or not call after screwing us. We tried to stay optimistic, but none of them ever stripped away our self-esteem, and that's where me and Beth bonded. And then she had to go ahead and meet Steve, someone thoughtful and accepting of her. Yuck. She tried so hard to be attracted to him because, of course, he was hideous, like nice guys are. Before her pregnancy, she was always drunk. It's the only way I can touch him, she said. I had a donut-binging neighbor fall for me. She caught me during a bad time, so I, you know, started up with her. 
but I could barely get it up. You know, she was fat. Half hard is worse than nothing at all, she used to yell at me. And I've been cheated on. Girls aren't the only ones. My last girlfriend practically screwed everyone. One of the guys was from Santa Barbara and he used to brag about the club scene there. Big wow, I told him. Of course, he was my girlfriend's friend. And I used to say to her, hey, that friend wants to fuck you. I saw them screw once. I couldn't stop watching. Because we're drawn to pain, aren't we? We had plans, me and my girlfriend. Even if they weren't rooted in reality. I mean, you have to convince yourself you're going to marry the person you're with. Otherwise, what's the point? You're building something together only to have it end? She knew that my uncle fondled me when I was a kid and it scared me, but I kind of wanted it to happen again. I never told anyone that before. A few years after we broke up, I ran into her at the Rite Aid. She looked great and I looked like shit. I had a couple of those jumbo chocolate bars and some lube in my cart. Tried to hide it, but I know she saw. I mean, how do we go from every day to that? Sometimes I think I don't have it in me anymore to try with someone new. And I thought, I'll run into her three more times in my life. Maybe less, and that's it. This woman who I screwed maybe 420 times. I figured it out. That's every three days for four years, because there was one year she stopped entirely. I know that her father cheated on her mother and it made her insecure. I know she sleepwalks and thinks it means her unconscious has a purpose in the real world. She knows things about me. See, I told them to her because I thought this was a relationship that would finally last. I mean, I'm at this bar tonight because I don't want to be alone anymore. You know how long it took me to put this shit all in my hair? This dude came over to do it for me. Of course, he's queer, and by the end, he begged to blow me. So, I let him, you know, who's going to turn down a free one? But I just want a wife. How long am I supposed to wait? It took him half the day because he put streaks in it too. And for what? Do you think I'll make a real connection tonight with anybody? Everywhere, everyone is in their 20s in Los Angeles. I'm scared. Don't be scared, Pam, Sandy. Hey, I've got an extra ticket for Flock of Seagulls at the Whiskey on Sunday. Want to go? There's no one left in the bar but us. Space Age love song isn't their only good song. There's Wishing and Iran, and they have this really cool light show. Where are all the people. They're out there. Somewhere. The lights. 
It's okay. People often don't end up with the person they love. Ever think about that? It's dark. All your friends' kids would like you if they got to know you, I'm sure. You don't know that. You don't know me. You'll never know me. No, but you've got some nice eyes, Pam. They flicker in the dark. But you knew that already, right? Guys have told you that, I bet. They call you after you dump them. Am I right, Pam? And say they can't stop thinking about those eyes? They drive and drive. Listen, Pam, Sandy, I got an apartment with nice wood floors. A walnut, it's real slippery wood. You can take off your shoes and whisk around in your pantyhose. You can take off your shoes, wave your arms about, shake your hair. You can laugh and crash into my wall. You can slide around my apartment. And I'll just watch you. Really. And that's fine. The audience has been listening to 158 AM, part of a Garden of Terrible Blooms podcast of Radio Theater. Written and directed by Sharon Yablon. Produced by A Story Followed You Here. With Soren Narnia as Mick and Kim Debus as Sandy. Sound design by Thomas Chan. Little Bird adapted by Don Preston and Tina Preston from an original song by Thomas Chan. Sung by Tina Preston. Music written and recorded by Thomas Chan. Piano for Pantyhose Waltz by Ian Francisco. 158 AM was adapted from Sharon Yablon's short play performed in a bar, a loft, and on stage. The creators of this podcast would like to thank you so much for listening. We hope you will come back for more. <laughs>